Well, the Caps lost again. It's a darn shame none of us could be able to watch it. But is there cause for concern yet in the nation's capital? Let's find out. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Capitals here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, the insider to the insider, Tyler Kewitt. Well, guys, uh, it's been a well, whole 24 hours since our last show, but what we've had since then is another L in the preseason for the Caps. And boy, oh boy. Uh, so a little bit to take away from this one. Uh, one thing is I literally had to do this based off the box score. I probably should mention that right off the hop. Why, kids? Uh, the game wasn't on TV last night. I was really excited to watch it. But unfortunately, it was on the websites of the two hockey clubs, and I actually had a show I was doing last night, so I was not able to watch the game live. So shout out to Samantha Pell uh, from the Washington Post for giving us updates, and pretty much it, it just, it's another game that, once again, no cause for concern yet. I'm going to say, I'm going to leave the cause for concern for the next two preseason games. A very youthful lineup last night going up against the New Jersey Devils, even though, yes, one of your NHL goaltenders was in net, Vitek Vanasek. We'll get to him here in just a moment. They take on the New Jersey Devils, and they lose. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But our today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And of course, as always, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. We are free and available on all of your favorite platforms. And you know what they are? Well, they could be they could be Spotify, they could be Google, they could be Apple, they could be Odyssey, they could be Megaphone, they could be uh, uh, all sorts of goodies. They could be everywhere you get your podcast. So, 4-1 loss to New Jersey last night. I, you want to yell and scream, right? Because you're like, oh boy, this team can't win in the preseason. How are they going to win during the regular season? Like I mentioned, guys, we, we went down the list yesterday of the amount of everyday NHLers that are in the lineup. Nick Dow, Dmitry Orlov, Tom Wilson, Carl Hagelin. So yes, there was a good main club, big club presence last night. At the same token, though, the amount of youngsters that were in there Pretty much made it seem like, okay, this is not necessarily a throwaway game, because I hate to say that, especially for a lot of guys. But the fact that there was a spot for players to just kind of get some honest minutes there. They do lose 4-1. to one. They were outshot, I don't say heavily, but they were outshot 26-21. to 21. Um, I think, you know, there's a couple of guys that I would have liked to have had better games from. Daniel Sprong, I think he could have been. A little bit more noticeable, I guess, is the right word out there, especially playing with the younger team. Um, but unfortunately, just things did not quite work out the way they would have hoped. It was only 2-1 going to the third period, though, because Connor McMichael, the guy we talked about yesterday, former London Knight, finally gets his first goal of the preseason. That made it, that was late in the second period, a power play goal, which is one of his specialties, why I think he could be a guy who really is a possible threat to make this roster. The guys that got the assist on the goal, Garrett Pallon, and none other than Hendrix Lapierre. 
Now, that is an interesting duo for sure because those two guys are arguably fighting for that spot that Backstrom is going to be giving up here when he's put on either LTIR or just off to the side, still considered week to week for the Washington Capitals. Listen, I really think that this is a duo that I think it could work together. I'm 100% honest, guys. Eventually, if these two end up in Hershey together, they could be a good dynamic duo for the American club over up there in Pennsylvania. But at the same token, these two guys both know that there's only one spot available. That said, man, it's you want to you want to brew something together, right? You don't want to try to put one, you know, say two and two, like, oh, these two guys work together. I mean, these guys, they they work hard together. They get along in camp from what I've been seeing, from what I've been told. But these two guys, they like skating around with each other. They like connecting. I'm not going to go full dynamic duo saying this is like Yari Curry and Wayne Gretzky yet, however, or Backstrom Ovechkin for the capital's sake here. But there's something, something here that I think that maybe last night and probably throughout this training camp here, that Ryan McClellan's like, all right, this is this is something here. And I'm pretty sure Peter Laviolette's like, you know, this could be something here in a year or two. Maybe not now, maybe not right away, but later on down the line, these two guys could seriously be an honest connection that we can use. And yes, they both played Canadian junior. Connor McMichael is a world juniors legend in Canada. Legend. I say veteran, maybe not legend. He's not quite to the Jonathan Taves level or Carey Price level of, of legend yet, or Jordan Everly for that case. But those two guys could really be something. So it'll be interesting to see how they go down the line. Washington only had three power plays last night. That one goal came on the power play. They actually played pretty good defense, too. They, they, had, they had forced New Jersey to have eight giveaways. Just unfortunately, we're not able to take advantage of those. Uh, Vitek Vanacek gives up four goals on 26 shots. And I know some of you are like, let's freak out. Let's go crazy. I'm not there yet. Not quite there yet. Because, once again, his first full game of action, Mackenzie Blackwood on the other end only played two periods. So there's no reason to say, oh, my goodness, he got outplayed. I mean, yes, Scott Wedgwood stopped all five shots they had to face in the third period, which I'm concerned about a little bit. Um, but I, I think, I honestly think if if Vanisek gets a little bit more time, because don't forget, guys, I, from a former goaltender's perspective, you pull your groin like that the way Vanisek did, you have to wait on You have to sit and do nothing for a while. You can't do any stretches to rehab it. You literally have to have the muscle itself reheal naturally in order to not reaggravate the injury. Trust me, there's a reason why I'm going to be not be walking by the time I'm 65 because when I was playing college and high school and in little and semi-pro, there were times like, oh, my hips don't feel the best, but we got a game tonight. Get in the bath, get in the hot bath, warm up the muscles a little bit and stretch them out. Unfortunately, you know, VTEC Vanisex playing in the top league of the world, so I think he'd probably take it a little bit more seriously. And also he had uh, the advisement of a National Hockey League training staff, which which kind of pertains to what we're going to talk about a little bit later on, obviously in a different light. But we'll get to that later uh, in our third segment here of today's show. But like I said, give the guys some more time. They're, I don't want to start panicking yet. There's no reason to panic yet because I, I think when the biggest thing I think for the Caps or for Caps fans to realize here is the fact that there's a couple more preseason games left. And obviously, you're pretty much going to see NHL lineups the next two. 
You have Boston tomorrow night. That'll be on NHL Network. I will try to watch it. I don't have it in my house. I have to go get it. Uh, but then they take on the Flyers on Friday for the second time this preseason. So I think the next two games will be the telltale sign of if the Caps are ready for the regular season because they don't necessarily have an easy schedule to start off with. They start on opening night, the, one of the first games on NHL on TNT. Uh, they take on the New York Rangers, and then they go up against the defending Stanley Cup champions a couple nights later at home, though, against Tampa before taking on Colorado and New Jersey for their first four games of the season. It gets a little bit lighter after that. Like I said, New Jersey, Calgary, Ottawa, Detroit, Arizona. So the first couple games I think will be tough for them. That said, you want to get some momentum heading into the regular season. I don't think anyone's really questioning the fact that this hockey team has the potential to be good, talented, and a playoff team once again. But at the same token, when you realize you see two of your first 10 games against the Stanley, the former defending Stanley Cup champions, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, might I remind you, I would be a little bit cause for concern if you're not really going into the season well-tuned and fine-tuned and ready to go. So I, I think, and of course, the big thing is, we'll get to here a little bit here with Ilya Samsonov, he and Backstrom did not practice on Sunday. I don't think participate in the morning skate either. Still day to day for Samsonov. We'll kind of tag on that here in a little bit. And also we'll get to later on, we're going to talk about Johnny Carlson. We're going to grade him and see what he can do this year. I mean, obviously it's well known that he can be a guy that's going to be the number one defenseman for the hockey club, but we're going to talk about the importance of him coming up this season. But does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together, Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? No annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. And Caps fans, with an incredible app, everyone who needs to buy gas, everyone needs to know about this. Get Upside. That's actually called the app. Get Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. So all they got to do, just download the free Get Upside app on the App Store or Google Play. Use the promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back by getting Upside. Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50, cents ca- 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first $100 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash, bank, cash back gets added right to your Bank account, you can either cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Once again, use the promo code HOCKEY for GetUpside. So Ilya Samsonov and Nicholas Backstrom practiced the other day. Um, There was an injury in last night's game. We'll get to it in just a minute as well. But I think one thing we should touch on, since we're sticking on the goaltender side here with Vitek Vanasek, Phoenix Copley gets put on waivers after being cut from camp. I am just going to say this. And I, I still wonder about this because right now the Hershey Bears are possibly looking at having three goaltenders with their within their system this year, at least down in Hershey. Because as of right now, I believe, yes, Hunter Shepard should be down with the Miners and with the Bears. And then you have Zach Fucali, 
ECHL and Spangle Cup legend Zach Bucali, and now Phoenix Copley. Now, here's the thing. I, I honestly try to, I'm trying to figure out, because having three goaltenders in the A is not the worst thing, but someone gets left out. That's the problem. I've seen it for many a teams where they bring in, they send down one veteran, try to help the young kids, but the veteran doesn't even play. And then when the young kids start to falter, they try to put in the veteran and then he plays poorly. It, it Sometimes it can be a very odd system. The issue here with the Capitals is they have two veterans down there, both in Copley there and Zach Bucali. Bucali obviously maybe not as much NHL experience. Hunter Shepard, obviously a guy that I think could be the, uh, could be a possible goaltender down the line for the Caps if he's developed properly. But I, I just I'm trying to sit here and figure out what really happened with Copley. It, it, it's it was a flash in the pan deal here. Obviously the emergence of Ilya Samsonov, because don't forget Copley took the place of Philip Grubauer after Grubauer went to the Colorado Avalanche following the 18 Stanley Cup championship. And you know I I don't I, I'm not gonna say he played bad. Obviously a 2.90 goals against average that year and a 9.05 save percentage is nothing really to really go wow that's amazing about. But at the same token, I think if you give him more opportunities, maybe he could have developed more. But I mean then again, looking at his last couple of seasons, his work with Hershey, it has not been great. Um, 2.66 last year with an 8.96 save percentage. So yeah, maybe his time is up with Washington or with at least a chance of making the NHL. You never know. Obviously, anything can happen. And you know, if this Samsonov injury is more than just day to day, he may get a call up. But the same token, I've seen more of Zach Bucali, and I would not be shocked if Zach Bucali gets an honest look in the NHL. Now, Zach Bucali, by the way, for those I talked a little bit about yesterday, he's a goaltender that. Came into the came in drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. He was going to be the successor of Carey Price, right? This was going to be the guy that was going to take over and be the guy when Carey Price was done. Well, Carey Price is not done. Uh, by the way, last season went, even though he's probably not going to start this season on time because of injury. However, I just I just thought to myself, man, he could have been something. It just it never clicked. He never could get things going down in the American League when he came from junior, and hence why he's bounced around the ECHL a little bit. Um, he did, though. I'm talking about Copley here, the former Michigan Tech Husky. I mean, I eventually you're gonna have to find a way to make room for other goaltenders. He is signed though through 2022 at 1.1 million dollars, which means I believe. 925, uh, 925K is going to get buried in the minors with them. So it's a little bit of a cap move maybe for the Capitals to get rid of him because he signed that deal, the current deal that he's on after that first season backing up with the Capitals. And thought, okay, this could be something here. And it actually signed it during that season. I forgot about that. It was in February of that year. And it just did not work out. Samsonov started to play well, and they said, well, you know what, Copley, you're not as good as we thought. So uh, have fun in Hershey. And so it's unfortunate the way things went for him moving there forward. Um, in last night's game, going back to the injury bug here that the Capitals just continue to find themselves on, Martin Feyervari, the former second-round pick and back in 2018, that 2018 draft, injured, uh, they say, the cap said upper body and did not return last night. No update as of yet this morning. It is obviously very early this morning by the time of recording. So by the time you listen to it, 
Uh, someone's going to say it is serious, or it's just not bad at all. It's just, you know, precautionary purposes. Um, a guy that played pretty well. I mean, he he's not obvious. I mean, he's a defenseman, and you want to have a guy that can play both ends. He played pretty well for the Bears last year. 17 points in 24 games after his rookie season, if you will. We're only going to put up 14 points in 56 games. Plus 10 over you know, during, this, during the regular season last year for the Bears. Obviously no playoffs, except unless you were in the Pacific Division where you thought you could run your own playoffs because you're so far away you thought the American League doesn't care. Anyways, the he played well for the Bears. You know, he was a guy that was going to be threatening for a spot this season in the NHL. Not sure if he was going to make the opening night roster just based on the fact that there are so many NHL-ready players now already to contract. But certainly if certain players fall out of the lineup or fall out of favor, he could be a guy that could easily get called up. I think he's one of the one of the top young uh, defensemen on this in the system. Obviously, we'll get to Vincent Iorio here in a second, but he and Alexander Alexiev, those could be two guys that are down there. And we'll start the year out with the Bears and could easily find their way up. Both are on their ELC, of course, because they're like 21 years old, which for Caps fans is a great thing to see because you like to see the fact that there's talent and young talent with your minor league club. Because there are times when you see successful American League teams that are 40 years old or 35 years old guys, and they're like, oh, gosh, why is he up on our team? Well, because he's 35 years old. That's really not the point of having uh, minor league guys that are, you know, are meant to be there for the success of your team moving forward. So um, I hopefully it's nothing serious because, like I said, you want him to get as many reps as possible for Fayerbury because – he, that's the reason why you're not going to bring him up for a couple games to be a bottom six guy, because the idea is that eventually he could develop into a top four guy. And because I, I've seen it with a lot of defensemen, everyone's like, get this guy up, get him some NHL minutes. Well, some NHL minutes for certain guys are not good. You never want to bring up a defenseman. I know we're kind of rambling here for a second, but you never want to bring up a defenseman for six minutes a night when he is supposed to be one of your next big D-men on your hockey club. That's what ruins development. When you park a kid on the bench for so long, he goes out there and accidentally gets stuck out against her top line. It's kind of cold. He's been sitting on the bench for so long. And then he gets lit up and he's like minus three. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's not that good at all. Well, because when a kid is used to playing 20, 25 minutes a night, eventually when you bring him back, it's going to it ruins his rhythm. It kind of gets him... Puts him on his heels a little bit, makes a little, makes him a little less confident and unsure of himself. That's why, that's why so many teams nowadays have so many folks and so many good hockey minds. Well, some for some, in the system to help develop these players properly, and they advise the GM like, all right, here's who we should call up because this guy could play six minutes a night if you need him to, but if we bring up this kid, he's gonna have to play fifteen to sixteen. So. That said, I'm curious to see what Fair Harvey does in the future. Hopefully, like I said, nothing serious. Fair Harvey, who did play six games two years ago for the Caps, had a point during that time as well. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen moving forward. Hopefully, the injury bug starts to dwindle itself down for this hockey team. Um, we'll get we'll here in a minute. Here we'll get to a couple signings. Talk about Johnny Carlson, and if I have time, we're going to talk about the allegations over the past weekend didn't get to him yesterday unfortunately um, but we'll talk about him with robin leonard and his words towards many teams the buffalo sabers the 
Philadelphia Flyers and the league in general and the NHLPA in terms of medical malpractice. But I got to remind you, as always, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to, for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Because why choose to spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices that are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so we know that they sent you. So that they know we sent you. Holy cow, words are tough. Uh, amazing selection, right below prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And of course, this weekend, guys, there will be more football. As all eyes are on the gridiron, as teams are back for another football season, both college and pro. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And as always, folks, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen of the day. As always, every day here on your favorite podcatcher or wherever you listen to your podcast, free and every day on all platforms. So a couple of signings here. Capital signed 2021 second round pick, 55th overall, Vincent Iorio to his ELC. He's going to be going back to the Brandon Wheat Kings, though. So don't be like, oh, my goodness, how is he, where is he going to fit in the lineup, Tyler? Well, he's not going to have to worry about that. Um, only played a couple of games last year or so far for the Brandon Wheat Kings in the preseason. Played 22 last year in the shortened season, 12 points. And he's going to be a guy, by the way, Shattuck St. Mary's product, I probably should mention. For those that don't know, Shattuck St. Mary's is probably one of the best prep, prep hockey schools in North America. They're joining that new uh, Scholastic Hockey League. Or the, uh, gosh, I forgot the name off the top of my head where it's pretty much all the big AAA teams across the country because Shattuck St. Mary's has money to travel, unlike the AAA programs I grew up playing on, where it's like, all right, we can only play Chicago, Indiana, and Ohio, and Detroit. That's all we can do um, from when I, where I grew up at. Um, but once again, another guy, another defenseman, big kid too, six foot three. He could easily be a guy that later on down the line, if given the proper development, could be a guy that they could use uh, he's not heading to as officially as last year. He is 19 right now, so he could easily be... He's 18 right now, excuse me. He could easily play a couple more years of junior hockey, which is certainly good for your development. I'm not going to knock that in any stretch of the imagination. Major junior up in Canada, especially the Western League, is a great way to develop defensemen. So many big guys come out of that league from the Western League. I mean, obviously, there's you know famous names like Sedano Chara... Ryan gets slapped and you know, talking about forwards, but it's a, it's one of the I, arguably the toughest of the three leagues, and also the fact that he has to play Connor Bedard every few times a year. So I think that'll certainly help his development. Go up against one of the certainly best young prospects in the Western Hockey League and probably the 
probably the guy that's going to be leading Team Canada in a couple of years and could be a first-round pick in a couple of years as well if he continues the development he's done. So having Iario go up against him on an almost nightly basis will be important as well. Um, Axel Janssen, Falby, uh, was claimed off waivers by the Buffalo Sabres yesterday as well. He was supposed to go down to Hershey along with a couple other training camp cuts. Unfortunately, the Sabres are like, we need a hockey team. Let's uh, let's take this kid. Uh, yeah, I think he can play. Um, so losing him, unfortunately, to the Buffalo Sabres. And then again, he'll definitely get some, possibly get some minutes over there because, boy, that team could be bad. Um, so let's, you know, we got a couple more minutes here. Let's talk about, let's some grades some players here and preview some big name performances as we get closer to the regular season. Starting off with Johnny Carlson, big time defenseman for the Washington Capitals, the number one guy, the guy that makes a big chunk of change, 8 million until 2026. You know, the more I saw John Carlson, I thought to myself, this guy has the potential to be a fantastic hockey player. Played only one year in the Ontario League. 60, or had an incredible 76 points in 59 games in the 0809 season with the London Knights. Gets called up the next season to go play for the team that drafted him, the Washington Capitals. Played for them in the Hershey Bears a little bit, but was also on the World Junior Team in Saskatoon in 2010. And happened to be the uh, game-winning hero in the gold medal game, beating Martin Jones, stick side, making myself and a lot of other Canadians very, very unhappy. Um, that was a that was a tough loss, but that put John Carlson on the map. The next season, he goes out and plays 82 games. And since then, he has been the number one defenseman on the Washington Capitals, at least one everyone looks out for. I tell you, he, he has played real big minutes for a long, long time. Now, I, I, it's so crazy to look a couple of years ago. This guy put up in a shortened COVID year. He could have, guys, he, he was on pace to hit 90 points, John Carlson was, in 2019-2020. He had 15 goals, 60 assists, 70 points, 75 points, excuse me, in 69 games played. Now, yes, uh, things did not go well that year for Johnny Carlson when, the, when it came down to the regular, or it came to the, Playoffs, well, mainly because of the fact that it just did not go well for them against the New York Islanders. But that said, Johnny Carlson that year had such a great year. I, I'm, you know, you look at his Corsi four. It's it's always above, his Corsi percentage is always above fifty percent. And for those that don't know what that means, Corsi four is when you're on the ice, the amount of shots and shot attempts are on the ice. That's Corsi four. Corsi against is shots against you, shots blocked. If you have an over 50% Corsi 4, that means you are getting more offensive chances than allowing offensive chances for the opposition. John Carlson's numbers for the majority of his career in that retrospect have been over 50%. Since the 2014-15 season, so this is a couple years obviously before the Caps really hit it big in terms of the consistent President's Trophies towards the top of the league, at least in the last half decade or so, not obviously 2010 and 2011 and whatnot. But only one season, 16-17, ironically, was when John Carlson had a Corsi 4 below 50%. That year in 2019-2020 was his best at 55.4%, which just means, kids, and I know, like I said, this is a lot of different numbers, a lot of odd ones. He saw himself as a guy that was going to be an offensive weapon, and at the same token, 
really showed that defensively he had matured as well. Now, yes, throughout his career, no question about it, his offensive zone starts to defensive zone starts is slowly growing wider and wider. Doesn't really start in the defensive zone as much. Only 40.6% of the time last year did he start in his own zone. Now, maybe that's just because of the fact that the Capitals were a very offensive-minded team. They had a lot more offensive zone face-offs, which is true for those that watched last season. At the same token, Peter Laviolette realized, hey, I have Brendan Dillon and Zidane Charlie at my disposal. Let's put those guys in on these defensive draws and use John Carlson and the other big weapons offensively. Keep those guys on the offensive end. I'm expecting him to take a little bit of a dip this year, though, kids. I'm not going to go full scale. He's going to be great again because he did put 44 points last year in 52 games during the regular season. Nothing to certainly to snuff at. But like I said, he's had that knee operation. He's still, he says he's close to rehabbing and I, I or close to 100%, which I do believe. But at the same token, as a defenseman, because unfortunately, Johnny Carlson's not getting any younger kids. He is now 31 years old. He'll be turning 32 here in the middle of the season in January, I really, really hope that that knee has come back around 100%. Because we talked about in spades the lack of defense for the team right now. Justin Schultz, who is 31, Dmitry Orlov, who is 30, Nick Jensen, who is 31, Michael Kempney, who is also coming back from a couple of very weird injuries, he's 31, Trevor Van Riemsdyk's 30, Matt Irwin, who is listed on the, the opening night roster, at least according to Cap Friendly, with an NHL contract, is 33 years old. This defense is not getting any younger. So you really hope, you really hope that Jensen or Carlson can step up. We'll get to a couple other defensemen as we continue our player previews heading into this season because Carlson is going to be a vital piece of this hockey club. Now, granted, I probably sound like a broken record to you folks because you're like, well, of course, Tyler John Carlson's our best player. My goodness, that's the reason why we're paying him until the end of like the next presidential election or whatnot. So, you know, I, I think he's he'll probably still keep up the, around the 40, 50 point pace just based on the fact that he is on the top power play. He still has that booming shot from the point. And he's obviously shown throughout his career, especially the last half of it, if you will, compared to since coming into the team in 2010, that he has been an offensive weapon that makes sure the pucks out of his own net. Now, granted, he needs his goaltenders help for that as well. But at the same token, he'll be something to watch out for. Um, we're not going to have enough time today to unfortunately get to the Robin Leonard saga. I think we'll try to save that for tomorrow. So be sure to tune in to tomorrow's show on Wednesday when we get set for the Washington Capitals taking on the Boston Bruins in their second to last preseason game. Second time the team will see the Bruins. And as always, folks, thanks for making Lockdown Capitals your first listen every day here on the Lockdown Network. Now make your second listen Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league or pool. It's free and available on all platforms. So like I said, folks, be sure to tune in tomorrow. We'll get into the Robin Leonard story, preview tomorrow's game, and we'll look, uh, we'll look at one of the forwards. Uh, maybe we'll be talking a guy that may be wearing the number eight. For his season preview, obviously a guy that's only getting older, but he still has that shot and that one-timer that just seems to terrify every single one in the league. But until then, I am Tyler Kuehl, the insider of the insider, saying thank you once again for making Locked On Capitals your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow here on the Locked On Network.